in, in dominant culture, rural spaces are seen as as uh, backwards and as unsophisticated and simple. However, um, in in reality, I think that's quite far from the truth. You're listening to Table Companions, and I'm Ario Feldman. Welcome to the very first episode. My intention is to showcase and give a louder voice to people and organizations that are helping to create alternative food systems, and so forcing us to rethink our relationship with food and the land. This episode is The Rural is Radical, featuring Lucas Warsdale, agroecologist and creator of the project Raices de Sobrania, which gives analog cameras to farmers so they can frame their relationship to ideas like territory and the imagined future. So far, he has traveled around Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, the Netherlands, and Italy, where the project is still ongoing. Find out more at raicesesobrania.com. Yo. Hey. How's it going? Good. Yeah? Good, Is it a good time? Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Nice. And um, how do you feel about being recorded? Fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. good. All right, cool. You're not shy? No, I'm not shy. Nice. I didn't think you were. Rural spaces are very radical. Um, be it politically, in, in some senses, not necessarily in, in the narrative of about today where rural spaces are you know home to right-wing politics but politically in the sense that you know rurality um, and autonomy which is something that lots of uh, rural people strive for is a is a threatening position for modern states because an autonomous community is a community which is less reliant on um, you know, government or institutional structures and um, communities that are more reliant on institutional structures also um, reinforce the power of those institutional structures. And and I think that um, where I have gone, be it in Puerto Rico or here in Italy, the, the narrative of many farmers is extremely nuanced, is extremely um, well read and well versed um, with regards to, you know, a radical politics and a radical way of being that can provide better livelihoods for, for everyone. I don't know how I became kind of an anti-capitalist aged 16, but um, it, it, it was something for me. I saw huge... Um, huge kind of issues with the amount that we were consuming with our disconnection to the natural world and with a kind of inescapable 
sense that we had about it all. Like we could not escape the situation that we're in. There was no other alternatives around. This feeling was inside of me or this feeling was brought along with with such a small kid. You know, I was nine years old and I was really thinking about like living autonomously uh, in, in Patagonia, I remember, you know, and like uh, in some small little house, like the Hobbit almost. Uh, and, and, and this, this interest of, of, of being free in, 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 uh, in big open spaces uh, and, and being self-reliant, you know, like making inks and, and making everything I needed from, from the land that I was traveling in or wandering in um, from such a small early age um, kind of progressed slowly uh, throughout my, my education up until I would say now where I'm, I'm very much interested in, in uh, like agroecology and territoriality. Um, not so much in, in the sense of, oh, how, how can we produce food? But more, uh, how can we construct, um, you know, autonomy and uh, freedom and more, uh, you know, harmonious systems in rural spaces? I went to Haida Gwaii, which is an archipelago close to Alaska, and my experience there was was very formative. But I I came to the realization that, you know, without food sovereignty, any hope of actual sovereignty doesn't really exist and then that was clearer to me as well i mean with that then i i, I started working on organic farms and, and and then i went to nicaragua and there we experienced you know civil unrest and the fact that no truck was coming into this rural village that i was living in with food at all there was no cash in the atms there was no gasoline anywhere you know, the, there was, it was a crisis, except every Tuesday, the Coca-Cola truck would arrive full of products from Coca-Cola, be them actual Coca-Cola or like all the crisps um, and sweets that Coca-Cola sells. And that was a huge realization for me that, you know, fuck politics, like the politics is as ideological as we want to be. And and I really love being ideological and, and radical. It doesn't matter if there's no food on the table. Um, and it doesn't matter if we can't decide what food is on the table. I I kind of discovered um through through various books um the fact that there were alternatives around. There were uh, you know indigenous forms of of of, of living which provided alternatives i remember distinctly being quite intrigued with the uh, Haudenosaunee confederacy the iroquois uh, confederacy um in new york state or in what is now new york state um and the fact that they had even as as peoples a group of them had taken over like a summer camp and you know, armed themselves and basically said to the U.S. government, you are not welcome in this space. Also, the Oka crisis, I think, in the United, in Canada is, is quite a good example of this as well. 
And for me, that was like, oh, wow, an alternative to the system that we have um, is, is still possible and is legitimate at the same time. If we, if we look at the concept of, let's say, Puerto Rico as a whole, it's a U.S. territory. Why? Because it's not a state. Um, it's a colony. And they even use this word territory to kind of define this kind of undefined state of Puerto Rico. Um, and, and, and certainly that was a, a very contentious issue, like, throughout um, my interviews whilst I was there was was the independence of Puerto Rico was how the U.S. used its power to maintain a vulnerable territory and a dependent peoples on on the island of Puerto Rico and and um, then this idea of resistance um, as well as existence in the territory uh, really really starts to to enter into discussions about food systems and agroecology uh, as as a form of of um, you know laying claim to to sovereignty um, as well as self determination and autonomy. Yeah, and, and this this project has has been quite interesting. Uh, it, the, our our fundamental question of of you know what is the past, present, and future of food sovereignty in Puerto Rico post uh, Hurricane Maria was was a question that was kind of co-created with um, an incredible group of farmers in, in, in rural Lares, in the mountains of Puerto Rico. The Raíces de Soberanía um, project. I can wait. I can maybe say that a little slower for for the the. So, the Raíces de Soberanía project uh, that I've been working on uh, over the past couple of years, really, but in its more recent manifestation uh, since the beginning of 2021. Um, is is an exploration of of uh, yeah rural territoriality in in uh, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, um, the Netherlands, and and in Italy, and it's it's not really a defined project with a certain structure. However, the biggest part of it um, is this uh, photo voice methodology where uh, disposable cameras or just cameras in general are given to participants and they take photos of of you know the past present and future of agriculture and of territory and then i also whilst going around the country you know snap photos of various events and take audio recordings and then then we use those photos as the foundation of a kind of exploration of, of what it means to 
to be a part of a rural territory. Um, yeah, and then and then engage with this perhaps quite theoretical idea of you know what it means to be part of a territory uh, or what it means to be um, you know radically you know, ag agroecological or rural um, and, and we use the, the medium of photography and and audio recordings to to, to kind of culturally engage with those concepts. Tiene un sabor rico, pero además es antiséptico. Territoriality for me is 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 a kind of um, an intense relationship with the land and with um, those around you, both human and non-human, um, but then also with the the social dynamics, I guess of 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 relationality so like relationships um both you know like in that sense uh, economical or or social and cultural um with with the local human and non-human uh worlds um in which you relate and and that that can be expressed in many ways it can be expressed uh, in language and dialect uh, you know i remember um an incredible article I read even before starting my my bachelor's uh, by Jeanette Armstrong, who, if I remember correctly, is a an indigenous uh, Okanagan uh, woman from what is known as as uh, British Columbia in, in Canada, and you know she spoke of how the very language uh, 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 Okanagan, I, I believe it's called, doesn't make sense once you leave the territory. And and in in that in, in that way, you see what what territoriality can begin to mean. Um, its identity, its relationships, its um, it's almost uh, cosmological and and spiritual. One of the more interesting dynamics that that I've had to engage with when, you know, oh, asking for photos about territory, yet I get a photo of, you know, uh, a passion's fruit smoothie or some gandul beans, which are, you know, um, pigeon pea. Um, and and, and in, in the contemporary sense of it, you wouldn't imagine that to be territory. A lot of people associate territory with the landscape, you know, not with a photo of a rabbit or of someone uh, slaughtering a chicken. And, and for me, that's, that's what's quite interesting about engaging with participatory photography as a medium is that it allows you many different lenses with which to frame a concept and that force you to reframe concepts as well. And, and an incredible moment for me was when during the, the kind of uh, gallery exhibit that we held at the end of, of the project, that when I was there, we, we turned one of the farms into a gallery, you know, uh, a farmer came up to me and they told me um, 
using analog photography really transformed the way she looked at her territory and her landscape because she had to stop. She had to, you know, go somewhere where she thought this is where I want to take the photo, then consider how do I want to frame everything within this photo to properly communicate what I want to communicate in this image. And then, you know, she'd look through the camera lens and say, actually, no, this isn't where I want to go. They get in the car, they drive 100, 200 meters, have a new angle, whip out the camera, look at how the camera frames the landscape. And then they'd be like, "Mm, you know what, this image perhaps also doesn't capture what I'm looking for. And this engagement with analog photography um, also was an engagement with the landscape itself and an engagement with you know, the, the the viewer of the photo in the future and also a way to reframe your own understanding or the photographer's understanding of those concepts which with which they visualize and imagine their territory physically. I came to think of myself momentarily as a photographer and that thought kind of disturbed me because you know, I've never considered myself, you know, an artist or a photographer or, you know, something like that. And I still don't. But for a brief moment, that crossed my mind. Like, actually, you know, I have two cameras in my hand. You know, I have 10 disposable cameras in my car. Uh, I have, you know, a bunch of photography projects that I'm doing. Like, am I a photographer? And, and I came to the conclusion that I wasn't, actually. I came to the conclusion that I was, you know, documenting and archiving this, these events, you know, because I think imagining yourself as a photographer kind of puts a lot of the, the onus of creativity and of art in the hands of the photographer, whereas the actual creativity and the actual art is, is, is the work of the farmers and the work of the landscapes and, and activities that I, that I photograph. And yeah, I mean, I can see myself as as someone who, because I am behind the lens, often um, am quite separate from from participating or contributing to the to the project itself. However, perhaps that's the glory of of a. Uh, analog film is that I don't have many shots so I actually don't take that many photographs um, and then I understand that everyone has a role to play let's say in this feed system this transition and 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 to understand that you know like maybe today I won't participate in making this you know bread with traditional grains that everyone else is enjoying making and I'll just take photos, but that's that's a role that someone has to play, and uh, I'm very comfortable with stepping back and and, and taking some photos here, and, and then joining the group again um, in another form.
Um, unfortunately, you know, we speak about radical ruralities, but it's often, you know, one farmer living quite isolated. Um, you know, yes, being radical, but but you know, not being able to express this this radicality in the piazza um, or uh, on the table. You know, another farmer I went to go see in Molise, which is you know a, a region of Italy which is so obscure that there's even you know a, a social media campaign slash you know like conspiracy theory that this region doesn't even exist. And you know, I went there as as a researcher, and 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 when people hear about my personal story, they're like, oh, and I'm like, what are you doing here? in Santa Croce de Magliano, you know, like, what are you doing in this tiny town? And I was like, well, I'm here to see this farmer. And all of these locals were, you know, completely shocked that someone from far away would come and see this farmer. But this farmer is so important uh, in terms of, you know, cultivating ancient grains and saving these seed varieties. Um, and it's quite interesting to then, you know, see, you know, on the face of the bartender or the the waitress at the cafe when they hear that I'm here to see that farmer, and they're like, "Wow!" Like I would never have thought that anyone would come to see, you know, Modesto. But then it's like, yeah, you know, I heard about him from this person who told me about him from that person, and and I think that. The celebration of local food systems and, of, you know, to not only support the people doing incredible work on the ground, but also celebrate their achievements is fundamental. I think the most impressive radical initiative I've seen, um, uh, Palio del Grano, which is a kind of festival slash like competition of of, of grain of, and, and a celebration of ancient grains and um, it revolves around this uh, small town in Chilento which is in southern uh, Campania which is the, the, the region of, uh, of Napoli um, and Salerno and this celebration not only brings together younger generations with older generations as well as people from all over Italy and the world who come and visit. But it, it, it's a celebration of um, you know, community, of ancient grain varieties, and of education, and ancestrality, and also of the future. So not only does it celebrate what has been, but it celebrates the potential of what could be and what can be made by all of us. Um, and what was radical about this was the fact that it's in a small community of 2,000 people, yet, you know, now normally 2,000 people show up to this event, but even more impressively, you know, local restaurants now use, you know, these flour from these ancient grains for their breads, for their uh, cornetos, for their pizza, for their pasta, and it's, I haven't experienced such a powerful expression of, of local food systems uh, anywhere else, really.
you know, the research question we were engaging with was a research question about the past, present, and future of agriculture. And, you know, discussing how, you know, with, with participants, oh, okay, like, how do I take a photo of the future of agriculture or the future of this territory? Um, and how do I take photos of the past if we're in the present? And, and thinking that territory can express itself or the future of a territory and the past of a territory is actually expressing itself in this very moment has been a, a beautiful, a beautiful uh, reframing of, of what it means to be alive for me, at least personally. Um, but I hope also for participants, you know, or what it means to have a vision, what it means to, to work towards something and what it means to live the future or in, in the present and, and also live and engage with the past in the present as well. I remember in the Netherlands, I think I, I asked one of these farmers, okay, and like, what do you think the current state is of agriculture in the world? And where do you think it should go? You know, and he laughed at me and said, aren't you supposed to just ask me simple questions like how old am I and what, how many potatoes do I yield a year? And not only does that response critique science very, in a very straight to the point way, like science has never been asking the right questions to farmers. Um, but it also highlights a, a kind of lack of, of a vision of the future. And that's definitely something that we need to be developing because uh, without an understanding of where we're going to go or where do we want to go, it's very hard to construct or imagine a, a, a future beyond where we are. I think having multiple expressions of, or multiple imaginations of territory uh, in a space, let's say in the gallery space, together allows for these dialogues to start to occur but also you know being given the question as well of um you know take photos of the future or where do you think the future of agriculture should go um is really important like there's a need for this imagination there's a need for us to work um on developing our imagination of the future That's it for Table Companions. Special thanks go to Lucas and to you for listening.
to me to me it feels like this is something that you personally um it kind of turns you on i mean through what you've been saying just in this podcast this idea of um the potential of how the rural can can be an agent for radical transformations first off i'd like to clarify that like radical resistance and territoriality does turn me on 